Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. Today, I want to cast a vision for history-shaping prayer. This is a time when a lot of us may be feeling discouraged about what's going on in the world and maybe even feeling like the prayers we've been praying over the past few years and months aren't making that much of a difference. We see things going maybe in a different direction than what we've been praying for. And in times like this, it's very easy to get discouraged and sort of become weary and give up in our pursuit of wrestling prayer and feeling like our prayers aren't really doing much good. Before we dive into a vision for prayer in such a time as this, I wanted to remind you that our Ellerslie 2021 Discipleship Training Programs are open for registration. So if you go to ellerslie.com, you can find out about what we have available in 2021. There's an online version of Ellerslie that you can walk through this spring if you're not able to travel. If you would love to come to Colorado and just have a season to focus completely on Jesus and become spiritually grounded for the times in which we live, then check out our five week training programs or even our one week training program if you can't get away for more than a week. You can go to ellerslie.com to learn more about these programs. We would love to see you this year and invest into your spiritual life. You can also go to setapartgirl.com to learn about our Victorious Living Conference that we have at the beginning of June and it's for women of all ages. I would love to see you in Colorado or have you participate via simulcast. So let's dive into a vision for history shaping prayer. I want to start out by sharing a story with you that happened in the Second World War. It's been such an inspiration to me during times like this when I'm starting to feel a little discouraged and weary that I wonder if my prayers are making any difference, especially when I'm praying for world events or things happening in the nation and I'm not seeing a huge change or breakthrough. It's kind of easy to give up and say, well, you know, maybe maybe I just need to stop praying about this. There was a story that really spoke to me this week specifically, so I wanted to share it with you because if I'm dealing with discouragement in praying, most likely other people are too. I Usually Christians are walking through similar things these days, so I hope this will be an encouragement to you. This story took place in the spring of 1940, and it happened in Great Britain. Now, this was during the time when Great Britain was facing really the most dire threat that they had had for about a thousand years. It was a time when Hitler was in the full height of his power. He was seemingly invincible. He was just conquering one nation after the next, and he was getting ready to cross the English Channel and invade Great Britain. Now, his military strength was far superior to Great Britain, and if the Nazis were to cross the channel and take over the continent of Great Britain, they would have total control, not only of Great Britain, but possibly of the world, because really Great Britain was the last resistance standing against Hitler. So things were looking really dark, and the mood across Great Britain was very bleak and very despairing maybe similar to the mood that we've seen in a lot of Christian circles here in America with all that's been happening lately. Even some people in Great Britain were so hopeless towards the future that they prepared suicide pills because they were convinced that Hitler was going to be successful in crossing the channel and they would rather die than live under the Nazi regime. Most of the British people at that time were totally paralyzed by fear and really did not see any hope of deliverance. Meanwhile, when things were at their darkest, there was a small and I would say seemingly insignificant Bible college in Wales that was approaching the situation very differently. This Bible college was led by Reese Howells, and he had a very small band of faithful prayer warriors. They had dedicated themselves to intercede for the future of Great Britain and for the entire world that seemed to be crumbling under what seemed to be unstoppable forces of evil. 
Reese Howes explained it this way, the world became our parish and we were led to be responsible to intercede for countries and nations. We have also seen how the Lord was preparing in the company at the college, a special instrument of intercession for the coming world crisis. Now there was no doubt the world was in crisis at the time that was written. It was one of the greatest world crises in history. But instead of giving in to despair, this little band of prayer warriors at this Bible college chose to stand boldly against the darkness that was threatening to wash over their country like a tidal wave. They wrestled for victory even when their prayers didn't seem to be making a tangible difference. And I think that was one of the aspects of this story that stood out to me so much. They didn't just pray for a while, not see much of a change, and give up. They continued to wrestle even when things got worse and worse and worse. If you look at glimpses of the college journal in that time, it shows you some of the battle that they were fighting every day on their knees. One of the entries says, things are very black on our continent. We pray on until 11 a.m., then come back at 2.30, 6, and 9 p.m. We ask the Lord to deal with Germany. So here's a group meeting literally multiple times every day, praying for hours at a time specifically for protection from this invasion of the Nazis. Two days later, the College Journal says, very great on continent and in London, meetings at 9 and 11 and 6 and 9 p.m. We plead with God to deal with Hitler and the German nation and bring them to account. And the next day, situation regarding European crisis, very black. All the countries are disagreeing with each other. Burden is coming on very heavy. Meetings at 9 a.m., 6 and 9 p.m. Now, Reese Howes challenged his fellow prayer warriors to take their prayer battles just as seriously with just as much self-sacrifice and surrender as the soldiers fighting on the front lines in the war. During the peak of Hitler's threat toward Great Britain, he told his students this, I want to fight this enemy again this weekend as if it were the end of civilization. You don't leave anything to chance in this. Don't allow those young men at the front to do more than you are doing here. And that is a very powerful statement because most of us do not think of prayer that intensely or that seriously as if it requires the same amount of dedication and sacrifice as a soldier in the front line of a war. But that's just what these courageous men and women did as they interceded day after day, week after week, month after month, even in the face of seeming defeat. They chose to stake everything on the faithfulness of God when nearly everyone around them was crumbling in fear. On May 21, 1940, Reese told his students, yesterday was the darkest day in the history of this country, especially after the prime minister's speech. Everyone in town is expecting the enemy to invade this country. We have told the Lord our lives for victory. The French premier says tonight, it is only a miracle that will save us. The test is whether the Bible is true. I am willing to risk my life to prove it, and I want to tell you tonight that it is quite true. See that your believing is right, and if it is, you don't need to have any fear. What an amazing statement in light of the incredible, amazing threat that was looming over him as he said those words, you don't need to have any fear because we're staking everything on the truth of the Bible and the faithfulness of our God. On May 22, 1940, the College Journal says this, The world is in a panic today, and certainly we would be too, unless we were quite sure the Lord had spoken to us. The destiny of England will be at stake today and tomorrow. I can relate to those words, the world being in a panic, the world being in crisis, and it's so easy to get caught up in that spirit of panic and crisis unless we stay grounded in what our Lord has spoken to us through his word, through his nature, through his promises. 
Now, there must have been moments when those praying Christians were tempted to wonder whether their prayers really could make a difference in these history-shaping events. I mean, there were probably 20 or 30 of them. Could that little band of prayer warriors really push back a tsunami of darkness that was threatening to sweep over the entire world? Reese Howes really believed that the battle was first and foremost spiritual, and he knew that victory would only come when God's people were willing to relentlessly fight on their knees. In his biography, it says, From the night of the 22nd, Mr. Howes no longer came to the meetings. Other members of the staff took them. He went away alone with God to battle through, and as others have testified, the crushing burden of those days broke his body. He literally laid down his life. Now that is true wrestling prayer. As Reese and his students continued to sacrificially intercede for the protection of England, God brought him to a place of really courageous, robust faith, even when there was no physical evidence of victory. And that is what I'm asking God for in my own life today. On May 30th, 1940, he wrote, Oh, for God to lift us up tonight. We are not to run into any panic thinking the Nazis are going to win. We may have to go through far greater sufferings, yes, but I am not going to doubt the final issue. We state in the plainest terms, the enemy will not invade Christian England. Now, that kind of bold statement in the face of such overwhelming impossibility probably would have sounded preposterous to most of the country. But miraculously, those words became a reality. The Nazis attacked Britain by air, but they were never able to cross the English Channel, and Great Britain never fell to Hitler, though the odds were entirely stacked against them. If you look back at the historical events that led to that outcome, government leaders and historians all agree that there was nothing short of divine intervention that kept Hitler from his purpose. That divine intervention was probably a direct answer, at least in part, to the tireless intercession of praying saints like Reese Howes and his faithful students at that Bible college. Through those prayers of the Bible college and probably the prayers of many other saints at that time that we may not know about until heaven someday, it wasn't just the island of Great Britain that was saved. The entire outcome of the war was affected because rather than invading Great Britain, Hitler chose to attack Russia, and that was the decision that ultimately led to his demise and his defeat. What would the world look like today if God's hand hadn't held back the Nazi threat that loomed over Britain in 1940? How would things have been different without the relentless prayer warriors behind the scenes who refused to give up even when things were at their darkest? In Reese Howe's biography, it says, When we look back now after those years, many in Britain still recall the terror of those days. How thankful we are that God had this company of hidden intercessors whose lives were on the altar day after day as they stood in the gap for the deliverance of Britain. Now, when I first heard that story about these prayer warriors in 1940, I was impressed by their dedication to prayer, but I really didn't personally understand the incredible significance of what they were doing. It just didn't totally seem like something I could relate to. But now in 2021, I'm really feeling like I can grasp the story more personally because the events of 1940 are hitting far closer to home for me now than they ever have. In 1940, the world was in turmoil, and in 2021, the world's in turmoil as well. Now, for me, it's not just the COVID crisis, quote unquote, and everything that that has entailed over the past year. That's really just the tip of the iceberg. I believe there's an intense spiritual battle raging throughout the world today, a spiritual tug of war between darkness and light, between truth and deception, between hope and despair. 
Most Christians would agree that the world no longer feels like a relatively peaceful and predictable place to live, to dream, and to plan for the future. We feel like we've suddenly been thrust into a tense and unpredictable battlefield where the world feels like it's been turned upside down and evil often seems to be getting the upper hand. A lot of us can now personally relate to what the people of Great Britain felt when Hitler's invasion and control seemed inevitable. Things like despair and hopelessness and fear and paralyzation, and probably the worst one of all, which is helplessness. A lot of us feel like there's not much we can do against the strong and powerful forces of darkness that we see taking over our country and the world. How can we make a difference when our voice seems to be drowned out? by the thunderous worldwide tumult that is all around us. The enemy's message is very clear in this time. He's saying things like, your only choice is to be silent, to give up, to get out of my way while I wreak havoc on the world. But God has a totally different message if we are willing to stop and listen to it. It's the same message that Reese Howells and his students heard in 1940. It's from 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people who are called by my name will pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. Now that promise is just as true today in 2021 as it was in 1940. It is just as true in 1940 as it was when it was first written. And those words should never become just a nice sounding Christian cliche. When we find ourselves in a worldwide crisis, our commission from God is clear. It's not just dinner table praying that we need in such a time as this. We need to tirelessly engage in history shaping prayer, to fight a spiritual battle on our knees with just as much dedication as soldiers on the front lines of a physical war. Now, that is only possible by the enabling grace of God, and we need to remember that even though the specifics of our praying may not be exactly the same as Reese Howells and his Bible college students, the same passion and dedication should mark our praying. It may not be possible for all of us to gather three or four times a day and pray for hours at a time together with the body of Christ every day, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have the same passion and faith as we approach prayer. It's really important for us to realize that we are not helpless in the midst of crisis. It's a proven fact that the prayers of God's people can move heaven and shape history. If you look to biblical stories in the book of Esther, when Haman convinced the king to destroy all of the Jewish people, that situation seemed completely hopeless, probably even more hopeless than in 1940 in Great Britain. Esther 3.13 vividly describes the details of what the Jews were up against. Letters were sent into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all the Jews, both young and old, little children, and women. That's pretty specific, and it's pretty intense. There was no loophole, no hope of escape, even for Esther, who was the queen. But the Jews started to pray. They wept, they fasted, they cried out to God. And when Queen Esther decided to go before the king to fight for her people, she didn't underestimate the power of prayer. She said to her uncle Mordecai, go gather all the Jews and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king. Now those fervent prayers really were what set the stage for Esther's appeal. Not only did those prayers stem the tide of destruction against the Jews, but also turn the plot of the evildoers against them. And Haman was actually hanged on the very same gallows he had built for Mordecai. Our prayers today can have the same kind of historical impact. And that is because we serve the same God of Esther and Mordecai. 
God says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And he also says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Do we believe our God? Let's show it right now by getting on our knees. We need to remember that it is only there that the battle will be won. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to learn more about wrestling prayer, I encourage you to go to setapartgirl.com and explore the many resources and articles that we have for you there on building a powerful prayer life and living a Christ-centered daily existence. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.